You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. This is the fastest growing podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Also, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals, although in the offseason, we've shifted down to three shows a week. Still, the only three-day-a-week podcast about Kansas City Royals baseball. So let's dive in now to the Royals possibly making a move to acquire Yasiel Puig. And I think that with Puig, if he does sign in Kansas City, it'd be a big deal for the Royals offense. Once again, just as I said about the Jerickson Profar move that could have possibly been made and that we knew Kansas City was interested in Profar, to me, this move would signal Kansas City is truly invested in and not only invested, but truly wants to win. It's not lip service. It's not coach speak. It's none of that. Uh, this is something that they want to do. You don't sign Profar. You don't sign a, a, a guy like Profar or a guy like Puig and not try to compete, at least for a wildcard spot. Now, will they be successful? In competing for that wildcard spot, who knows? But you don't make those moves and then still shred out a lineup that's including two black holes in it, which a lineup of Taylor and, and Nicky Lopez would. If you sign Yasiel Puig, who has not played since 2019, and in that season, uh, he was a decent hitter. I mean, he hit almost 300, especially with uh, Cleveland in the second half of that year. I mean, for the total season in 2019, he goes 267 average, 327 OBP, 458 slugging. He has a 785 OPS and a 99 OPS plus. He's a good player. He's still a good hitter. He can still field the baseball. And so for Kansas City to get a guy like Puig, what it would do if you can get the bounce back from Jorge Soler, you can get the bounce back from Carlos Santana. You can have Salvi sustain the hot streak he went on last season in the short 60-game season. If you can have all that happen and you can have Puig just live up to his career averages, if that happens, you are dealing with a lineup that can be really deadly because you also have the best hitter, just the best pure hitter in baseball in Whit Merrifield. Hunter Dozier, who is an all-star level hitter. You have Mondesi, who many people think will turn the corner. As you know, I am still skeptical about Mondesi. He does this every year where he has a good last month of the year, and then all of a sudden everyone expects that to carry over into the next year, and it never does. I want to see him actually do it, but he did have a good end of the year last year and, and left you feeling confident that maybe he's finally turned that corner, and he's so young you cannot write him off yet. I love what we saw from Edward Olivieras. I think that he can be a consistent MOB hitter, and he can be in that outfield as well. And then you have Fringy Cordero, and Fringy Cordero has so much hype around him. And there is a big conglomerate of, of Royals fans who just think that Fringy Cordero will be awesome. And I do too. I think that he'll be a really good player. He has a, a good mix of power. I like Cordero. He dealt with the injuries last year. You still haven't even talked about you know, calling up Khalil Lee or Kyle Isbell, two guys I think that can be really good this year. I think that this lineup becomes solidified if you add a Puig. 
my ideal lineup with Puig would be Puig in right, Olivieris in left. It would be Cordero in center, right? That's never going to happen automatically because Kansas City values defense way too much as if it's 1987. The infield would be Santana, Merrifield, Mondesi, and uh, Dozier at third, and then Perez behind the plate, obviously, with the DH being Jorge Soler. That is a good lineup. That is a really good competitive lineup that should keep you in every single game. And then you have the rotation of a Duffy, Keller, you know, Miner, Singer, Bubich. That's a competitive five. Especially if Miner and Duffy can can be that back-end veteran stability, and then you have Singer take a leap, you have Bubich take a leap, and then you have Keller produce the same way he has the last couple of seasons. That's a really good rotation. And then you move on to your bullpen, and your bullpen has Greg Holland, if he can sustain what he did last year. Josh Stomont turned into an elite-level uh, you know, bullpen arm. Tyler Zuber, I think, will take a massive leap. I think he showed you a lot of flashes last year. Scott Barlow is a, is a reliable and, and above-average arm out there, whatever way Davis can be bouncing back in a friendly environment, which we've seen from other pitchers even in recent history like last year with Rosenthal and with Holland. That should get you excited if they can just add one more piece. If they can add that piece in Yasiel Puig, because then that gives Mike Matheny the ability to take away both of your black holes in your lineup. You can maximize this offense by doing the lineup I laid out for you. But you can also just simply take out one black hole, right? Keep Michael A. Taylor in the outfield because they just love his defense so much as an elite fielder. He truly is an elite fielder. But I just personally do not value that as much as I do being a good all-around player. So, like, Taylor is automatically, everyone can agree, Taylor is an elite-level fielder. But he's also one of, if not the very worst hitter in all of baseball. And so that averages out and levels out itself to being an average player. And if I want an average player and I want a better all-around player, I think that Edward Livieris is a much better all-around player than Michael A. Taylor is. I think that Frenchie Cordero is a much better all-around player than Michael A. Taylor is. I'd rather take the shot on Nick Heath. I'd rather take the shot on Khalil Lee or Kyle Isbell, being a much better all-around player than Michael A. Taylor is. But they seem to really like this guy. So let's just put him in the, in the lineup for, for the sake of argument. He's in the outfield. He's in center. He's going to be flanked by Cordero and Puig. At second base, you have Whit Merrifield, and then you leave the rest alone. At that point, you now go from two black holes in your lineup to just one black hole in your lineup, which even just by nature of doing that, you get a lot better. You get a lot better. So adding Puig to me makes too much sense because he there's just no way he'll break the bank. There's just absolutely no way. And you're in a division that's going to be very competitive this year. That, that you can truly compete in this division with the roster you have. Now, you're not going to win it, right? There's no overthrowing the White Sox. There just isn't. They would have to internally combust for you to overthrow the White Sox. But even Cleveland is not done making moves. There's rumors, and now how true are these rumors? Who knows? But there's rumors out there that they're going to be trading away Ramirez as well, as they already traded away Lindor, and they've already traded away Carrasco. Second place is up for grabs. Third place is up for grabs. And when you get into that window, you get into the wild card conversation. What are the Twins doing? Are they going to bring back Nelson Cruz or not? Are they going to bring back some of these great guys that they had in their lineup last year and they've lost so far this offseason or not? What are they going to do? There's a window here. There's an opening here that if you get Puig for no risk, for, for no huge financial burden, if you get Puig, it can transcend you into this next level of team. And there's no consequence for doing so. There's literally nothing uh, holding you back 
and the Royals, to their credit, are interested. They were interested in, in Jerickson Profar. How far can their interest get them? The fact that this ownership group has been involved in this offseason, and they've made a lot of moves this offseason to try to better this team, and in their first offseason together, that they are in the running for Profar and in the running for Puig, it's a good sign. It's a good sign for the future because this is not the season you even expect them to go all in, right? The 2014 offseason, that is the offseason in which, and even the 2013 offseason, those are off-seasons in which you expect an owner to go for it. You, you want and you demand from your ownership group that they go make the improvements you need to get over the hump or to sustain success. In this off-season, if the Royals did nothing, if they literally did absolutely not a damn thing this off-season, nobody would be up in arms about it, but the ownership is still doing it anyway. So that should give you some encouragement to like maybe when this team is good and is truly competitive for World Series titles, that at that point they will remain competitive and they'll up the ante even more. Maybe they won't, but maybe they will. And so that maybe is a good sign for Kansas City all the way around. This offseason has worked perfectly for Kansas City all the way around. What also is perfect is Built Bars because Built Bars are phenomenal. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. They are just incredible. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They're soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. Get them today. My favorite is the cookies and cream option. These Built Bars are so filling and they're so good because while we're all sitting at home, you know, it is so easy and convenient to just go into the kitchen, go into the pantry, get you a, a little Built Bar snack and come back to your desk and continue plugging away at whatever work you're accomplishing and getting that satisfaction of a delicious treat and a healthy treat for you. Uh, BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. They're great to lose or maintain weight while indulging in that delicious treat. They're high uh, protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet, low calorie and low sugar as well. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably could not write an email properly, but you could have been going to RockAuto.com to find all the parts your car would ever need. And don't get me wrong. You do not need to know anything about cars to find the parts you need at rockauto.com. Listen, I understand that most of us who know nothing about cars, I'm including myself in that, I know nothing about cars. You might feel more comfortable going and talking to a real person at a dealership and at the auto parts store, but they're going to upcharge you for that part. You can skip the upcharge and go to rockauto.com. Well, how do I do that if I don't know what I'm looking for? I'll answer that question for you. You put in your make, your model, your year into their database, and they're only going to show you car parts that are compatible with your vehicle. You don't waste any money. You don't waste any time. You do not buy parts you can't use or don't need. You can get it all solved there without the upcharge at rockauto.com. And when you go to rockauto.com, tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
I also would love to tell you about our good friends over at Locked On Today. Locked On Today is a brand new podcast to get all the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Brukowitz, host of Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day off right with all the sport news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast from. We've talked about how Puig can revamp and really help this Royals lineup. And, and as Kansas City is approaching Super Bowl week and the and the Chiefs are heading to back-to-back Super Bowls and they just finished off their third straight AFC Championship game at Arrowhead, you should be excited just obviously because it's football and it's the Chiefs and it's Mahomes and, you, and you're watching the greatest quarterback of all time right now at Arrowhead Stadium. That should all excite you. But also, this Royals team is on the cusp of being what I think will be a third-place team this year. And it reminds me a lot of 2013. You know, 2012, 2013, you know, you're know, you starting to call up these young guys. You're starting to call up your young pitchers. You're starting to be more competitive. You're not getting blown out every single night. You're not losing 100 games. And then you turn the corner, and you're, and you're right there, You know, maybe next year in 2022. You're right there and just barely missed the postseason. And then in 2023, Boom, it's time to compete for the postseason. It's time to get that wild card spot. It's time to get into the big dance. And what you should be excited about is that the next time the Royals are good, the Chiefs are assuredly going to be the best team or at worst, the second best team in all of football because they're going to have Patrick Mahomes. So the next time that the Royals get a core that is championship level. It will coincide with the Chiefs being a championship level and the Kansas City sports scene will be on fire. It'll just be so marvelous to watch. Kansas City is a couple years away. If Asa Lacey hits, if Daniel Lynch hits, if all of these guys turn out to be the prospects you expect them to, if Bobby Witt Jr. becomes this elite level player, if all these things happen for the Royals, then Kansas City is on a path to become the new Boston. The Chiefs are going to be the Patriots. They're going to get in the Super Bowl every single year. And when they don't, it's going to be headline news because, oh my gosh, can you believe it? They finally did not make it. And then the Royals are going to be a team that routinely find success, that routinely get to the postseason. Probably like the Celtics, you know, they, they don't have the history the Celtics do, but, you know, they're always a competitive team. They're always going to the second round or the conference finals, maybe not making it all the way to the finals or making it all the way to the World Series, but they're still a good team every single year. And so you're always going to have these monumental moments in Kansas City sports from both of your teams in just a couple of years. Just give the Royals a couple of years. I just think back to how on fire Kansas City was for baseball in 2014 and 15. How everything was painted blue. And to go from blue October to a Super Bowl in the same calendar year would be just jaw-dropping. Because as soon as you're done wrapping up a, a Super Bowl championship, boom, the competitive playoff Kansas City Royals who can go win the AL are starting up in a month. And it would be a never-ending cycle of championships and, and winning and success. That's going to be so much fun, and it's right there. It's a couple years away. So take that into this weekend. Get excited. It's the final weekend that we have to wait around until Patrick Mahomes is back in the Super Bowl. I cannot wait. I am excited. We will see you next week on the Locked On Royals podcast. Be good, and be good to one another.